0: So, what did you guys talk about last week?
1: Uh, we talked about layoffs. There's, there's, there's a lot of layoffs going around. So we just decided to, like, you know, what, what can you do to set yourself up to survive a layoff and mm-hmm. all of that?
0: Are you for real? Like, yeah. <laughs> so what? last week I uh, kind of got laid off. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
2: no, Carol.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw. Uh, it's been a hell of a seven days. Not gonna lie, and it kind of sucks, just being honest. So wow. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't listen to the episode, so we can talk about that more if you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's do that.
0: You're listening to Working Code with your hosts, one of whom probably just wrote a new JavaScript library, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim.
1: Okay, here we go. It is show number 114. And on today's show... Carol got laid off, apparently. So we're going to get into it. it. Timing, timing, timing. But first, I guess we'll try to slog our way through triumphs and fails before we get to the (laughs) all-important topic. Carol, why don't you go first? Do you have a triumph or a fail for us this week? (laughs) Yeah,
0: guys, I am going with a giant triumph because uh, whenever anything crazy goes on in my life, and it's the same can be said for most of my girlfriends. Is that we do some drastic things to our hair and we start wearing a lot of makeup again and we just Can kind confirm. of change things. And I I cut my like hair when something Don't you traumatic like it? happens, I,
2: I do like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is
0: for anyone who can't see me, I had about six inches chopped off. And this is after I went to my own bathroom and decided to chop my hair off at home mm-hmm. <laughs> and then had to call my a girl at the salon and go, Can you please cut my hair? Because I screwed it up. So I cut my hair and then I got it cut for real. So triumphs.
2: Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> Thank yeah,
0: you.
1: Yeah. I mean, you had it like maybe mid back length before and now it's like yeah. shoulder length or a little shorter.
0: Yeah. I mean, whenever I would work out, it would get in my way a ton like previously. But if maybe this is too much detail. But like if I had my shirt off, it covered up my sports bra. That's how mm. long it was. So, so mm. now it is... You can see my whole shoulder. There so, you go. Yeah.
2: Used to be a little Eve in the garden. Now it's, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no more. Yeah. Military so, regs, I like right? it though. Yep. Man, you talk about like shampoo and conditioner. I've washed it twice now. It takes no shampoo, <laughs> no conditioner, and it dries in like, you know, 30 minutes as opposed to 24 hours later, it's still damp. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I don't know if I'll ever go it out again.
1: Tell me about it. I got maybe yeah. maybe a, like a half inch of length <laughs> on top of my head, and I just like you know kind of walk out of the shower and glance at my towel, and my hair's dry.
0: <laughs> oh, that's me. What about you, Tim? What you got going on?
2: Well, before I do that, I just want to say it's just nice to hear that even though you had a big fail, you know, you got laid off, you're going with a triumph. So I love that. Love that positive yeah, attitude. Absolutely, gonna
0: keep winning,
2: onward and upward. So my, I'm going with a fail. I hate microsoft windows server and people who run them <laughs> <laughs> and they hate you too tim i'm sure they do but you know so i don't know if there was like a windows update that went out early this week i don't know if it was a patch tuesday this past tuesday a bunch of our customers they stopped being able to connect to our api mm-hmm. and you know of course It's always our fault, right? It's like, oh, what'd you guys change? Like, we haven't deployed code in three months. Like, we haven't touched, nothing's changed. Of course, you can't say that. You got to like do your due diligence. And so I literally spent two days bugging our infrastructure team and looking at stuff myself and checking logs. And I thought it was the WAF. I thought, you know, the WAF was like blocking something. Wasn't WAF didn't have any entries. We did have some weird kind of connection refuse stuff that was going on. So that led us into a rabbit hole for like seven hours. And so the, the only thing I could find in common, the customers that are having this problem, they were all running Windows Server 2012. 12, I mean. Well,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's like the newest one, right?
2: <laughs> 12. <laughs> and so I was, I was like, so I just eventually, it's like after spinning our wheels, I told our customers, listen. We can't find anything here. We think, it ha- you know, we have other customers with this issue. The common denominator is all of you are running Windows 2012. And they started, like, they said, okay, we'll try to upgrade some stuff. And it didn't, our dev server didn't have the problem, but our live server did. So, or another, no, the opposite. The live server didn't have the problem. It was our development server that the people could connect to. So I tried to figure out what's the difference. The only difference I could find was the ciphers. So you in HTTPS because of our Mm. PCI compliance, we have everything has to be on HTTPS. There were more ciphers, oddly enough, in production than there were in dev. Dev only had like four ciphers.
0: What does like what does a cipher do? Like so, a
2: cipher is the is like the encryption algorithm that TLS uses. So when you connect securely, that's what it uses. So it has, I mean, there's a bunch of them. So I was like, all right, so let's open up our ciphers. You know none of the insecure ones. Let's add some some more of the common ones, and stuff started working. So my only assumption is that Windows on Tuesday, you know, got rid of some ciphers that were there before that they no longer support. And you know I don't Certificates think anyone is ever always checks. like this
1: like black magic yeah. to me. There's like the whole certificate chain, and yeah. it, I don't There's know the enough key about for it. it. But
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean. Let me just throw this in there. Server 2012 is, is going end of support in October of this year. October say 10th. this year,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So I thought. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're just accelerating their schedule.
2: Yeah. yeah they, they should be off it, right? I, I get that. But I, I get there's reasons why companies don't do that, particularly the, some of the companies we deal with. They don't really have a big IT team or whatever. It's, it's, it's usually some person who's really not even qualified to have the job. So I'm spending a lot of time trying to educate them on what needs to be done and then explaining what I just said. But that work for like 90% of our customers. And then a few of them are like, this still isn't working. I'm like, all right. But fortunately, they had multiple environments and one environment worked and one didn't. And someone had a batch process and the other was kind of like a real-time process. And I'm like, so look, your real-time process is working. Why don't you just move your code? And they're on like ASP. Dot, like, really old ASP version as well. Like, why don't you just move your code from your old server, from that server to the server that's working? And they did, and it worked. So, yeah. I hate Windows Server. (laughs) Hate it, hate it, hate it.
0: It's awful that it works in one place, but not the other.
3: Yeah, yeah. I get very frustrated, too, sometimes when a customer says, hey, your system isn't working, and you go and say, the problem's definitely on your end. And they're like, Mm -hmm. 100% 100% convinced mm-hmm. there's no way that the that the, the, there's mm-hmm. no way that their firewall rules or their security rules or anything that couldn't possibly cause the problem. So then you got to spend, you know, hours or days mm-hmm. trying to debug and look through logs and look through business yep. logic and compare other client requests. And then finally like you beg and plead with them, like, please like just double check your firewall rules because we really can't find it. And then they look and they're like, oh yeah, that's on our end. Mm-hmm. And
2: you're
0: like,
1: we did oh. that. It took you thirty seconds. Yeah. You,
2: talk about firewall. That's the other thing. We had just recently upgraded all of our firewalls at work.
0: How recent? Like enough that you were scared. Like of that, that weekend prior.
2: That Ooh. weekend prior. So you know, if you're looking for any change, right? So it's it was just coincidental. The firewall was fine, absolutely sure. fine. Yeah. It's so and then I feel bad for our infrastructure guys, our ops guys, because it's like you know I'm beating on them. It's like you know something's different. Something's different. And like, I'm just trying to. be... And they were right. I mean, you you know, a lot of times they're wrong, but this time they were right.
0: (laughs) I will say my gut reaction when that happens would have been like, roll back the firewall changes, roll them back, fix it, undo what you did. Let's see if it works. Because I am a undo what you did, because it should undo pretty easily if you have Mm -hmm. a backup plan in place. And then we can reapply whatever you did again, like pretty smoothly.
2: Yeah. So. And the, one of the clients is like, we haven't, t- we haven't changed code since 2016. So it's, we it's not us. <laughs> I'm like.
0: And why they still have Microsoft
2: 2012. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going with that, that fail, even though it's not my fail, it's just that waste of time. Cause I was like really looking forward to building some prototypes and I just, I didn't get to it this week because of, because of that crap.
0: Well, hold on. I feel like the last time I was on, which was, you know, forever ago, yeah. you were having the same type of issues, but because they cut a cable with their internet provider, like in Atlanta, yep. which is just a stupid thing. Again, outside of your control, but you have to remedy yep. communication to the customer on why it's yep. not working.
1: Yeah, that was like cash yeah. DNS or something. Yeah. yep,
2: it was cash DNS for sure. Anyway, yeah, that's me. How about you, Ben? I'm going to go with a Triumph
3: which was that I think I mentioned this on a previous episode that I've recently started to look at Hotwire, which is a framework from Basecamp and the Ruby on Rails community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had intended to build an application with Hotwire, like like a little fun side application, and got completely overwhelmed and had no idea what I was doing. And I think that was a failure in a previous episode. So today I'm going Triumph, which is that I have rolled back my efforts and uh, I've created a new project that is just going to be a little standalone exploration slash demos of Hotwire. So instead of trying to just build an application from scratch, I want to get familiar with the feature set of Hotwire. So I look at, I'm, I'm, I'm intending to build little demos of individual pieces of functionality, get a sense of how those work, start to slowly build up a better mental model of the various pieces of Hotwire turbo drive, turbo streams, stimulus, etc. And then once I feel like I have a good foundational understanding, then I'm going to go back and be, okay, now can I take the application that I couldn't build previously? And can I actually start to sprinkle in hot wire on top of it? So I, I feel like i going back to a better, a better approach to learning something new.
0: And please tell me you're going to be blogging about this while you do it, because the uh, show. Thank you, because I, I looked up Hotwire and their developer documents don't help me at all. I got very it, confused and gave up. Like, and then when I search more, I just get more confused. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to like admit that I have no idea what Ben's talking about when we talk about Hotwire because the <laughs> internet isn't helping me figure it out any better. So. <laughs>
3: It's it's interesting because it comes out of the Ruby on Rails community, and I don't know Ruby on Rails. So when I look at Ruby on Rails code, it's so terse, and I and I don't know if it's if it's more terse than other languages, or I'm just so not familiar with the syntax that it looks very unfamiliar. But it, it looks like there is a lot of convention in the Ruby on Rails that allows the code to be very short. Whereas my code would likely be more verbose and dare I say sexy, but that's very personal. (laughs) But
1: I I don't know. It's it's an interesting world.
3: Yeah. So that's me. Adam, how about you?
1: I am also going to go with the Triumph this week. And I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I actually found a to-do app that I actually so far, I've been using it for about a week and I really like it. And it surprised me that I like it because of who made it. So I've, I've tried them all, right? I've done Todoist and Notion and Wunderlist back in the day. And also the one I haven't tried is because it's way too expensive. Things for Mac and, and for iOS it's like, I think you have to pay $50 for the, the desktop app oh, and, to- and $10. Now, granted, it's a one-time purchase, not a subscription. So amortized over time. Okay, Still. I, I kind of get it. But yeah, for a Todo you app.
0: You better love it. Yeah. For a Todo app.
1: That's strange. 50 bucks? That's strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it's supposed to be great. So that's like why I, I still kind of had it on my radar. But so I was looking around and I found this app from this company. You might have heard of them. I, I believe it's pronounced me, M- Microsoft and, and Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. And and so they uh, have, it's called Their Microsoft. server product sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, well, but their to-do list works. So it's called Microsoft to-do. I know that's tough to... To wrap your head around, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but we're gonna uh, need a
0: link to that, please.
1: Yeah, it's on. So I got it. They have a, a native Mac app. They have. I think it's uh, part of an iOS though, app, isn't it? It. I if it is integrated with Microsoft Teams, I don't see it. Like I think that there's a way that it can like pull in, like if you flag an email in your Outlook or whatever, then it can automatically pull it in through its connection over your Microsoft account, but. Otherwise, I don't see any visible integration with Microsoft Teams in the app. And, it, you know, it, it's visually nice. It's not like, you know, oh, my God, I have to tell everybody I know about how beautiful this to-do app is. But it's it's also not ugly, right? It, it's very fine. <laughs> it's a little bit better than fine. And it's got all the features that I'm looking for, you know, like differentiation of lists and starring and due dates and, like, notes and, and links and all the stuff works great. It syncs across desktop and phone. and. So far, like I said, I've been using it for a week or two, really liking it, mm. which surprised me because I don't like many Microsoft products with the exception yeah. of, I guess, VS Code. But,
2: yeah, I don't see that. I think it's called tasks. They have, they don't have to do mm. our teams.
0: So back when I had a job and things to do during the day (laughs) and needed my to-do list, I really liked the integration with Drive and like my Gmail. So on the right side of my Gmail, I always had my to-do list open. And when I would be in Drive, like I would open a Google Doc and I would add a comment to something we were working on. And then I could create myself like a task for it or a to-do for it. So it would show in my Gmail, like, that view. So whenever I'm like, Oh, check my email on the right hand side. I'm like, Oh yeah, I still need to work on that comment. Like I need to go find what's happening with it. So I like the ability to just keep things in one view. Like that's my big, big problem is once it's out of the view, (laughs) I hate going back to find it somewhere else. Like I don't want to go look in the document to remember what I was working on. I like that when I'm in Gmail, it's like, Hey, there's all my to-do list.
1: Yeah. I tend to have a ton of stuff in my to-do list, which is one thing that I like about this. You can kind of like at the beginning of the day, you can go through and say, okay, these are the things that I want you to have in the, my day today. Like if it's due today, then it'll automatically show up there. But then otherwise you could just say, okay, like put this on for today, put this on for today. And it has like a, my day view. The problem. That's pretty cool. I I used to kind of treat my inbox as a to-do list. And like, if I, if it was done, I would archive it. And then like, if it was important, I would leave it unread. And if it was unimportant, but still needed to be there for visibility reasons, I would leave it in my inbox. And, that just started to get under my skin. So I try now to do like inbox zero and move everything into a to-do list.
0: Uh, I right click on the email and I say snooze if it's important or if I feel uh, like I need to follow up on it. And it's like until this afternoon or until tomorrow. And mm. usually it was until next week. <laughs> and if it's still important next week, I'll do it then. Maybe that's why I got laid off, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that would be fired for cause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we want to jump into this conversation. Totally <laughs> up to you. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So you guys know, I mentioned in October that we had some layoffs, right? We ended mm-hmm. up laying off like 20% of the company or not we anymore. The company I worked for, Clear Capital at the time, laid off 25% of its workforce. The market was just not where it needed to be. And the hope was that we would be in a better spot after doing what they called right sizing. So rather than downsizing it, the term was called right sizing. So we needed to make our company the right size to fit the market.
2: Oh, that makes it so much better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it didn't really for the people who got laid off that time. Nor will it this time for the people who got laid off. The market didn't get any better. There's no loan originations happening right now, which means if there's no properties being bought new, then there's no appraisals being done to properties. And actually, the other side of it is because properties were purchased so high that we're about to see foreclosure start happening from people who bought outside their price range just to get a house. And now they can't afford said house because more layoffs are happening in the market. So then the other side of the product's going to be more utilized than what was. So a lot, a lot is going on, but ultimately I had to go through another round of layoffs. And during the second round of layoffs, I did not survive. And my mm. position was one of the ones that was eliminated. Mm. So not only was my position eliminated, two thirds of engineering was eliminated. Ooh. That was a number I heard after the fact. Wow. So that's not a confirmed, I don't. Don't know what was disclosed because I was in a call and all of a sudden my Slack went purple and not soon after my laptop locked. So Ooh. I don't really know who all like, got laid off other than from LinkedIn and from other people telling me. But I heard from one of the product people that two-thirds of engineering was laid off, which makes sense because half over half of my team was laid off. So the only two people that directly reported to me retained, retained their job. Man, wow. So it was a big old giant hit.
3: I, I do wow. have a question. After yeah. the previous round of right sizing, did they indicate that there might be another round or, or did they say, like, we're, this, is, this is like, we did what we needed to do and now we're good?
0: Yeah. So what had been communicated to the company was that we had done what had needed to be done and now we're good. And we had oh, had man. some meetings that were like, hey, we're looking good. Here's some graphs. You see these bars, they look like they're flowing correctly, even though it's a privately held company. So there's no numbers to go to it. So you don't know what it looks like. It just says we're doing good. Everyone should remain calm. But just so you know, we're not going to be doing like holiday gifts this year. But, you know, what was being told was that we were looking good and hiring freeze should be lifted and we should expect, you know, good news coming up. And then, I guess there was no good news. And we'd. I think also the market not improving through November, December and declining in January still wasn't expected. Mm -hmm. They didn't forecast that and didn't see it coming.
2: Yeah. Because the Fed kept raising rates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another raise, just another interest rate raise hit and that was too much for us. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a... It's been a struggle. The biggest challenge I hit immediately was I've been a single mom since I was, you know, as long as I can remember, since I've known Tim, like I've been a single mom and I've been able to provide for my kids, no question asked, easily. So even though I had started, you know, putting money away and saving money and I've been doing really well, I immediately freaked out and I broke down and I was like, we're going to eat ramen for a week. And (laughs) I logged into YouTube TV and canceled our subscriptions. I canceled Uh every streaming service. I called the housekeeper. And this is going to sound so first world problem, right? And that, you know, I had to like fire my lawn guy. I had to fire the housekeeper. But I was like, there's no need to have any of this stuff. And even in reality, we should be able to live without any of this stuff anyways. So the following morning, my husband was leaving for work, and as he's leaving, I'm just listening everything that from the time I woke up <laughs> to when he got out of the shower that I had already logged in and canceled. And wow. he's being so supportive, and he was like, "Okay, honey, okay, you can act like we're poor, but do not cancel YouTube Premium." He goes, "I can't do ads. I can't do ads <laughs> on YouTube. Do not cancel that." He's like, "You promise you won't cancel it, right?" I was like, "It's thirty dollars." He goes, I, "I was like, I won't cancel it." He goes, "Don't." Cancel that <laughs> because you can act poor all you want, but we're not canceling it. But in reality, I mean, that there's something to be said about knowing that the market is where it is and seeing the writing on the wall. I mean, Spotify had major layoffs, you know, Microsoft, Facebook, all the tech companies that you've looked at for years that are like growing and growing and growing, they're doing these layoffs. So for me personally, I took that as a sign that no matter what market I go into, I need to have enough set aside to cover for my family. So as of right now, if I change nothing in my life, if I keep going to Starbucks and if I wouldn't have canceled all my streaming services, like just in my checking account without touching savings, like we're good for three months, three months, no issue. And if I need to go into savings, there's substantially more. So I do feel very grateful that people have told me for so long to put my money away and to live within my means and never lived beyond. Or like in the case where I got this job, I kept living on my old salary. So mm-hmm. then I never acted like I had the new money. So it helped nice. a lot to just put money away as much as we could. Good job. Thanks, I tried and that made the the next day I was able to breathe then. <laughs> that mm-hmm. yeah. That was a huge thing. If I could give anyone one piece of advice, it's put money away. Because you don't know what tomorrow looks like, and while it's okay to freak out in that moment, it felt really good to wake up that next morning and look at my checking account and go, "Okay, the power will stay on. Mm-hmm. We don't actually have to live off ramen. Like you can get chicken once a week if you want it. Like you know, <laughs> it's you'll get you'll get your splurges right. But no, like just to realize that my kids are still taken care of. And oddly enough, the week before the, the motor blew up in my kid's car." Like huge, <laughs> huge financial hit. And I was like, old me would have been like, you don't get a car. I'm so sorry. You're getting a bicycle and we're going to like goodwill to find you a bicycle because you don't get these things in life. You're going to have to get two jobs and figure it out. And instead, we're just able to kind of take care of things. And it's because, you know, we've done a really good job of just kind of keeping things on the side and living below what we are able to live off of. So
1: That's great. Yeah. Really good advice. So I, I
2: so i gotta ask you know i've never been laid off or fired from a job
0: first for me too yeah uh,
2: yeah oh yeah for sure just talk about like the emotional like that initial emotion uh, if if you can i I mean i I know you talk to us about it on discord but if you if you're willing to talk publicly because i think i imagine people who haven't been through it don't know what to expect and those who have kind of like You know, maybe need some confirmation that they're not crazy.
0: Yeah. Here's something to relate to. I get that. And if you are about to go through this or you think it's coming, a little bit of advice, right? So I got the information and I just sat on my office floor and cried. I cried and cried and cried. And I called my husband and was like, I need you to come home because I just got laid off. And I'm just tears because I feel like a complete failure. Everything I've worked for, I have lost all validation in myself. And in that moment, I felt like, People walk up to you. People come up to you and they're like, Oh, like, nice to meet you. What do you do? And I'm like, I don't do anything. I don't do anything (laughs) anymore. I'm nothing. Like people are going to look at me and go, you have no value in life because you don't have a thing you do. And in that moment, I lost all, all confidence I had built. I lost all validation and I immediately just went. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. I feel lost. I feel like useless. I feel like nothing. I felt like a company I had poured my heart and soul into just saw me as a number on a piece of paper and they had no no care about me. And mm. that hurt so bad because when you put your heart into what you do, it it sucks to have it not, you know, reciprocated to you. Reci- reciprocated. I suck at that word, but yeah, have it not shown back to you in that moment. But I also know, like the last number I saw in a post, like from Housing Wire, was 250 people were laid off. So mm-hmm. that was a huge hit. I mean, when you're talking at two thirds of engineering, that's a lot of people laid off.
3: Yeah, it, it's interesting. So one of the other podcasts that I really enjoy listening to is Soft Skills Engineering, and it, it's a it's a question and answer show. And people will oftentimes write in and talk about how conflicted they feel sometimes about leaving their company or looking for new jobs. And the hosts are always like, your company doesn't care about you. Like if the tables were turned and they had to fire you, like it would not, there'd be no hesitation. They would fire you. Right. And it, it is, there is that moment of, of shock when it happens and you realize that it's not, it's not the human, you know, it's not, we're not all a family. It It's very much a business transactional
2: context. It's not personal, it's business. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about that last week though. Like, so if you get fired... Right. That's for cause. So you did something bad or you weren't performing well enough and they had to let you go. When you get laid off with a bunch of other people, it's even though it feels like I I totally, you know, get what you're what you're saying, but it's not your fault. Even though it's gonna feel it, no matter what you say, it's gonna feel like your fault. But it's like it's not that you weren't performing, it's just that company was not performing due to circumstances completely outside your control.
0: Yeah.
2: But that's the I mean, initially the emotional part of your <laughs> first your emotions kick in yeah right? they do and then you got to like wind down and yeah. let the rational part go over and say you know what this wasn't my fault yeah this, this was their fault they didn't foresee the market to, and so I was laid off not because I'm a bad person not because I didn't do my job I was doing what they told me I was performing well but that it takes a while to get there it takes a while to get that and mm-hmm. even after you're past it I imagine there's going to be flashbacks of like sure. you feel something you And you're like, (gasps) that's a fight or flight response, right? Yeah, it kicks
0: in. Yeah, that's where I hit like on day two of it. The day after it was like, okay, I didn't do a bad job. I worked very hard. I put my heart into it and the fact that I'm sitting here feeling like a company losing money and their lack of planning and their lack of forecasting is making me feel like I need validation from someone else because now they've like killed my confidence. I was like, I'm not giving that to someone. Like mm-hmm. I have to realize that I'm so good at what I do. And I will say our network of people have been amazing in making me feel loved and making me feel like I have a home outside of where I was because I immediately had so many people reaching out within 90 minutes of being laid off. My old company had reached out and said, hey, you have a home. You're safe. Everything's okay. Come back if you want. Come talk to us. You're not alone, right? And even if I don't go to them for like a full-time job, they're like, just come consult with us. Like we have opportunities for you to help us and we can help you. And so many engineers and friends of the podcast have sent me links to their companies, to friends' companies. And they've been like, Hey, we're hiring. So just apply and you know, we'll bump you up the list. And it's great to have that network of people who immediately are just there to reach out. Like I didn't have to mm-hmm. ask anyone. They all just came to me and it was, Very humbling and it made my heart so happy and it helped me feel like I was doing a good job because people wouldn't just reach out if you weren't capable of doing a good job. So then it helped feel like, okay, it wasn't me. It's not on me. Even though it feels like it's me, it's not on me.
2: Yeah.
0: But I'll also say when you're in a spot of leadership, it sucks. Really? Even more, even more because I had my team of people texting me immediately going, what just happened? And I had to go, I don't know, like it hit me. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know I was one of the ones let go. And they were shocked when they found out I was let go because they were certain that I would have remained on staff. And then I'm having to like comfort them and be like, okay. Uh,
2: While you're going through your own. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to like stay calm and just remind them that they're going to be okay. And they're going to get through this. And I've worked so hard to build them up and get them to safe spots. And then to feel like I wasn't actually able to help them get anywhere that put me on my butt again i'm like oh,
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: i will get through this i will get through this you all will get through this so
3: yeah oh man what it was so it it sounds like there was no warning at all people were just locked out of their computers or locked out of their accounts Is that that's what happened
0: yeah and that's the worst feeling ever the You know, if I put in my notice, I have two weeks, right? I work out my two weeks. I get to clear things. I get to end things. I get to kind of wash my hands, have my little piece. Yeah, I I get my closure. That's right, Tim. But this was the night before late. After hours, they put an all-hands meeting on everyone's calendar for the next day, which was noon my time, which would have been, what, nine east, west coast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nine. So basically when it started, their day started and it said, Hey, we have some important information we'd like to share. Feel free to work from home if you want. You do need to take this meeting in a personal place. And it is mandatory for all employees. So then during the meeting, you know, they have this QR code up that's like, you know, scan it for information to to contacts and stuff. Please save this image. And over on my left side window, my Slack logs out as they're talking about people being laid off. And it mm. says, like, they're saying, like, oh, your company email will get an email if you are remaining on staff. Otherwise, your personal email on on file will be sent the notification that you were let go. So I get a text from one of my coworkers that says, please tell me you just got that email at work. Please tell me you just got that email at work. And I said, actually, my Slack just kicked me out and now my email is locked. And wow. then before I could even, like, respond back, my computer had the lockout screen on it that says, like, enter the PIN to get back into it. And it's like, you know, their PIN, so I don't know. So I'm not even going to try. But, yeah, it was for security reasons and for the safety of the customers, it's an immediate termination. So yeah. the next day was when the termination was actually effective. Wow. Yeah. Man. And they are, I mean, they did offer severance and stuff, which I can't talk about yet, but, I mean, they're mm-hmm. trying
1: So yeah, I guess we. I think we've all said that we've not been fired or laid off from a job before. So I guess one of the things going through my oh
0: my
1: god, Uh, yeah, buddy, wow, Wow. jerk. What I want to do is try to benefit (laughs) not only ourselves but also the listeners from your experience. So, what what are the things that you had to do? Because of this that you weren't expecting? Like, I think, for example, one of the things you mentioned to us probably offline was that you have been in contact with a lawyer. Like, that just wouldn't be the first thing I would think of. So, like, what else is going on that sure. maybe we're not, that, that's not obvious?
0: Yeah, so I'll give you a couple things, actually. So the first is a lawyer. And the way the conversation came across to me, and I, they may not have meant for it to go this way, but the way the conversation came across for me in that call was that you have 24 hours to sign your severance package. To me, that felt quack. like quack, quack, you know? Like, that's not okay. I can't review this in 24 hours. This is not something I could get legal to review. So I immediately threw a red flag with how like, I felt like it was being push to get this back to us immediately. So I said, okay, I'm getting a lawyer. So I'm not signing anything. The second thing was whenever I logged into the site, I couldn't print the documents. I had to like take screenshots of it. I was like, okay, big red flag there that there's no print option for me to actually save this document. Right. So I was like red flag and it may not be, it may have just been me in the moment, not doing something right. I'm not faulting them. So I was like, okay. Like Adam said, I did retain legal counsel and I do have employment lawyers looking into it. And the one thing I didn't know is that law is very specialized. So Mm. when you need a lawyer to review severance, when you need help with unemployment, because that's the other thing, unemployment is a beast. And I do not suggest anyone try tackling that by themselves. Like the legal fee is $350 like in Georgia to get counsel just to have them help you with the unemployment do it because otherwise you're not going to get what you need. I had no idea that I needed to help get help with that. So getting a lawyer to help with unemployment, to help with reviewing the severance, and then, of course, renegotiating the severance package. So the, the other thing is insurance. You lose your health insurance. Your children lose their health insurance. You're offered COBRA, but you have to pay for that out of pocket.
1: And yeah, it is Cobra's very, awful. awful
0: very expensive as well. And it's like this huge deductible that we would never meet unless we pretty much are dying in the ER for days. Like, There's no way I would want to pay to have to then pay that much in a deductible. So you would need to then do some research because you have to elect it, I think within 60 days and it is back effective. So that's a good thing. So if you end up getting employed within two months or so, Then you probably wouldn't need it unless some emergency happened. So then you could elect it to be backwards effective. So that's one of the good things about Cobra. And then the other thing was I had to go through and cancel like auto subscriptions on like our medications and stuff because Mm. we had our auto, our medications set to just auto refill at the pharmacies. Ah, Nothing, yeah, nothing went through and Publix was like, you owe us $700. I was like, we're not picking up that medicine today. Yeah,
2: <laughs> You can put that back on the shelf, yo. I was like, you
0: can hold my ADD meds and I will be okay for a day, right? I have some extras. We're fine. So then I had to deal with the whole, what prescriptions do we do? Like that type of stuff that I didn't even think about until it hit my text. Like, oh, your copay is this. So I think the biggest thing is oh, I would not sign a severance package without getting it reviewed. And then get help with unemployment. Like, it's okay to ask for help. Post on Reddit even. I read a lot of information on Reddit that was helpful, which is pointing me to, you know, who to ask and what questions to ask that I didn't even know about. And then mm. the whole insurance thing. the You're going to lose coverage, so you need to get a plan in place if your family has any type of medical necessity.
3: It never would have even occurred to me that I could negotiate a severance package.
0: Yeah, you absolutely can. and. I was told today from the director of another company who was trying to become work for them. He said at their company that if the employee even mentions that they are having it reviewed by a employment lawyer, they automatically increase the severance just to try to get it to go away. Wow! You don't even have to get it reviewed yet. That's just saying that you know enough to know that the lawyer you need to get is an employment lawyer tells them that you know enough that they don't want them to go much further because the legal side of it for them is more expensive. Yeah. So I think that's just the key things, the lawyer stuff, insurance, realizing what your family needs going to be. And then I think, you know, like I said earlier, save money right now. Yeah. If you have a job, it may sound silly, but just put some money to the side, have enough to, you know, cover you for you know, a month's worth of all your bills, if nothing else. Like make sure you can pay your mortgage, your house payment, your power, those key things so that you're not sitting there freaking out day one going, I need a job tomorrow. So you can take a breath and know that the two week waiting period between jobs isn't going to impact your family, that you're not going to rack up several thousand dollars in credit cards. So put a little money to the side.
2: Yeah. Great advice. It's, it's, Interesting that I mean, you're taking except the lawyer, the, definitely the lawyer thing and the insurance where we didn't talk about that last week, but a lot of the things you're saying you are kind of confirming what we talked about last week. Yeah.
0: I'll listen so, and let you know. <laughs> yeah, let
2: us let us know how on the mark or off the mark we yeah. were. I know I know we made some statements about companies that you know where executives weren't taking a cut who then later took a cut.
1: Well, yeah, we later found out. So, you know, breaking news, Tim, <laughs> Tim Cook listened to our podcast in the future. And, and went back in time and and retroactively took a, a pay cut. He, no, so Tim Cook did at Apple. And then, of course, so I recorded a correction that got dropped in the beginning of that episode. I don't know if you guys knew that.
2: Yeah, I saw that. For,
1: for Tim Cook. And then, you know, I, so I provided that over to Matt to edit in. And then... Of course, somebody else chimes in and is like, oh, yeah, Sundar Prachai from Google is doing the same thing too. And I'm like, well, fine. I'm not, <laughs> that's it. I'll just I'll <laughs> but mention they, it but this week. Still, they still laid off a bunch of people, right? They did. It's yeah. not like, but, it was not it's not like in lieu of. No, right? no, no. You're right. And, and that would certainly be, I think, the ideal situation. The, the, yeah. So Tim Cook is down to, I think, if I remember correctly, Sorry if I get the numbers wrong. I, I know I'll get it corrected. But went from a, like a fifty million to twenty five million total comp package. Poor, poor, yeah, poor baby. guy. Should we have a moment poor of silence? Poor baby. Yeah. <laughs> you should but, be putting money away. And, 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 well, so based on the article I read, uh, about three million of that is cash, and the rest is like Apple stock or whatever. Which again, you know, world's tiniest violin here, <laughs> crying a uh, uh, whatever. But yeah, like the real point. It, it, I guess it's it. It's at least something, right? They are. Starting to acknowledge that they have a real responsibility to, I guess, at least show solidarity that that the you know the company is down, so they need to take some responsibility for that, even if even if they can't save the employees. But at the same time, like if you took a twenty five million dollar pay cut, how many jobs could that have saved? If you took another, if you took another ten million dollar pay cut which he can't afford because he's getting $25 million a year, mostly stock or <laughs> yeah, mostly stock. But still, if he With, took a $25 I mean, million pay stock. cut or if he took a $10 million pay cut, how many jobs would that save? Right? Like mm-hmm. that's gotta be what, even if they're all a hundred thousand dollar a year. So at least two Google engineers. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: going to make
1: a joke like that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you could say it. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I'm glad to have been wrong. Or, or at least partially wrong about that. That you know, some of these guys of the, of the mega corpse that are laying off people and claiming responsibility are actually getting some consequences now. Whether or not that actually they actually feel the squeeze, I don't know. But um, yeah, and they're not going to be able to buy that second yacht. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, or they're not going to be able to buy their own social network. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel bad about you, Carol, but I I know you're going to be
2: fine. Hey, and if you want to do some contracting for me, i definitely, (laughs) definitely bring you on.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I will add, it has been a little kick in the butt as far as I've said for a long time, I don't want to always work for people. I want to be my own boss and I want to be able to look at the people I work for and legitimately say I did everything I can to protect you and know that that's the truth. Because right now I'm just, you know, giving lip service to something I don't actually know that, yeah, they're doing everything they can to make this work. I want to know that I did everything I could and I can't do that if I'm working for someone else. So it is yeah. motivating me a little more to, to get plans in place for down the road, yeah. like after we're at our next... Two Moves, we've got two moves under us before I probably could do anything, but I do want to be in a position where I could run my own company and actually yeah. make people be as important as I think they should be.
2: Very cool, yeah. Actually, I think you know, in a weird way, I would, I'm, tr- I was game playing the scenario in my head. If you would, if you were the only person in on your team who was not cut, I think you would probably feel worse.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. one of the managers has been texting me, and he's dealing with the survivor's guilt right? Mm -hmm. The feeling like, why wasn't he let go? And the, when is his turn coming? Because now he feels it's constantly like a knife at the throat at any point, it's just gone. And the people that were there are, you know, there's fear they're just going to leave. Like, why would they stay when benefits for them were cut? And now they're having to work triple what they were to cover what was coming in because they still need that revenue stream to cover what was. And those engineers still have to do the work, so it's it's a hard hard pill to swallow when you're the one there trying to carry the the load for everyone. So I don't I don't feel bad for them. I mean, I I, I feel bad for them. I don't I don't envy what they're having to deal with.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Survivor's guilt, hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking so candidly about all of this.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Lots of tears, lots of panics, lots of calling my husband and saying, tell me we're okay, right? We're still okay. I lots know I've vod- looked at the checking account. It looks okay. Just it feels like at any moment, it's all going to fall off from underneath me. So just tell me it's okay. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. Lots of vodka. I'm like, yeah, there's been a few very, very vodka heavy nights. <laughs> the first night was totally that. My messages to people made no sense because I was trapped. And I was like, I will not fill this. I will not fill this tonight.
2: <laughs> Go away, Satan. Yeah. Come back tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Pre-
1: definitely appreciate it, Carol. Yeah, for yeah. being open about it. I, I'm
0: I, always honest with you guys. I yeah. give you it all.
1: Do we want to do the thing or or not? Yeah, let's have a little fun. Let's have a little yeah, little, little, would, little taste. Little love taste change m- here. Mood okay, a that's kind of what I was thinking too, but I didn't yeah. want to like force it on anybody. So no, we, talked about, we talked about we talked about a way to again lighten the mood at the end of the episode we would play a game and we're going to involve the listeners so we're going to play two truths and a lie which if, if you're not wait, familiar wait, with you the were game
0: you're supposed to tell them we're playing rock paper scissors and they had to guess
1: what, won. <laughs> ready one <laughs> two three shoot yeah yeah great game for a podcast yeah so we're going to play two truths and a lie if you're not familiar with the game each of us will give you three statements two of which are true one of which is a lie we won't tell you which one is which and it's you have to try and guess which one is the lie. To make it fun for the listeners, I'm going to put up a Google form where you can submit your guesses. And so we won't, through the entirety of this episode, we will not share what the lie was. And we will come, so we record typically approximately two weeks ahead of public airing. So we will come back in two weeks after everybody has had time to get your answers in. And we will, I guess, explain what the lies were. and, And if there's any further discussion to have, we will do that. And so I guess based on those answers, we will crown a champion of the truth or, or mm-hmm. a couple, whoever if, if you get all four correct, then we will champ we'll, we'll put your name on our website as a champion of the truth for getting the <laughs> getting them all right. And and you you'll stay there until you get dethroned by by getting some wrong and other people getting them right next time we do this. So that? And okay. I'll re up I'll up that. We will Tim will mail you testicles. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: will send you some merch from our store.
1: Oh. Ooh, nice. What a guy.
2: I'll send you some mer- so if you if you get all, all of them right, I'll send you merch. Yep, free merch.
1: We're we talking stickers, desk mats, wall clocks. Uh, m- my choice d- depends on uh, how much I'm, I'm feeling generous <laughs> that day. <laughs> you you get what and you, you get, and you don't shipping get
0: upset. Is. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. So who wants to go first?
0: Oh, let me go first. Come on. I've already talked really yeah. bad, so I want some fun time.
2: Okay, go ahead. Go,
0: go. All right, so my three my three things are, before I could legally drive, I crashed my Mustang and it rolled several times.
2: Wow. Mm. Yeah. So you had, you're saying you had a car before you could legally drive?
0: Oh, yeah. I grew up on a farm. If you didn't have a car, you didn't drive to school. I mean, you didn't get That's to go good. to school because you had to work past when the bus ran. So you, you weren't, you just didn't go to school and they knew that. So you parked off on a tennis court. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: This is like on uh, Jimmy Fallon where they like try to, not only do they tell the lie, but they also like try to convince you it's real. I don't don't know. know. That might, that might be true. It might be a lie. We'll see. Go ahead.
0: We'll see. We don't know. All right. So one night I gained entry into a bar. By telling the bouncer that the guys behind me had a knife, and he just kind of assured me into the bar and never questioned anything. So, if you don't have your ID, that might be a way to get in if you're slightly <laughs> or, underage. Or if
1: you're underage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like we have to say disclaimer don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> this is not legal advice.
2: So the bouncer is like, yeah, so someone's attacking you, he's bringing you into a safe space, yeah. but you're actually, you know, you're actually just sneaking into a bar.
0: Yeah, I'm like, all right, who's got shots? <laughs> 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 and then there might have been a time in the past couple years where I was no trespass from Six Flags for doing something very illegal <laughs> on the premises.
2: Where so no trespass <laughs> is... You're, you're not like allowed your to band? come
0: back on yeah, you can't come back on the property for an entire year. If so, we will call the cops and have an actual legal no trespass put against wow. you. Dang. And I had season passes then, so
1: Oh no. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. when when man, when we get that when we find out what the lie is, I want the backstories on these things. <laughs> right <laughs> for, for sure. sure. I'll be yeah,
2: into this it. is a whole new side. Cut, I mean, I, I can't I can't decide which one it is. I mean, you're you're a very good liar because all of those are really good stories. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. That's, that's mine, awesome. you guys.
2: Okay. Uh, Tim, why don't you go next? Okay. So in 1998, my girlfriend was in a Super Bowl commercial as the Oil Valet commercial spokesperson.
1: Hmm. Huh. Knowing you,
2: that could be believable.
0: I just believe that from you. Like
2: She was beautiful. I mean, you
0: know. That's you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> i Built a robot that competed in Robot Wars in the amateur circuit in 2013. So is this like Ooh. Little League for BattleBots or something? Right. Yeah. So it's BattleBots, the robot. Yeah, the Robot Wars TV show and the Bots show. Yeah, they have an amateur circuit, and that's where they pull their their TV show people. So I had a robot, and it had it did pretty well. Had an almost winning record.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah. Okay.
0: Again, believable with you. Gosh.
1: And I, then yeah. so. Hmm? I was just going to say, I I know a few things about you that have to do with that. So, like, I I'm wondering if you twisted that one so that it's not true, or mm-hmm. if that, like it could also be true. So that's that's a tough one. And, and then finally, I lived
2: in Scotland for two years in my mid twenties.
1: Hmm.
0: Where's your wife from?
2: My wife is from well, she's born in England, England. raised in Sweden. England, okay, okay. Yeah. See, when, was, when I married her, she I met her. She's in, living in Sweden. Don't ask okay. her for recipes. <laughs> The recipes. <laughs> the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man.
2: So so yeah, those my two of those are true and one is why. Oh. Okay. Ben, you want to go next?
3: Sure. I've never played this before, so mine are less interesting, but was. <laughs> I was born two months prematurely.
2: So and does with that make you like... It, with, with
1: giant muscles? Yeah. With just big old muscles. You came out, you're like, I'm punching out of here. <laughs> ben came out at 6% body fat and bench pressed him. He bench pressed his mom on the way out. <laughs> he, he was like the Kool-Aid man. He came out and said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had
0: to get that mic here, Ben. <laughs> yeah. So I always wonder when babies are born premature, like, do you start counting like, Oh, my kid's doing things they should be at nine months old, but really they're you know, 12 mm. months old, like, how does that work? Like, is it normal for them to develop at the later speed or do they start developing kind of normal still?
3: No, it pre- okay. you're, when you're premature, you're pretty messed up. Like you're, <laughs> everything is underdeveloped.
0: You look fine, Ben. You turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't you tell. look symmetrical.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, both my kids were, boor, were were born a C-section. You can't really tell except when they leave a room, they go out the window. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a good one. I'm stealing
2: that. All right, I, I steal from me, stole twice.
3: I have no cavities, and I'll and I'll caveat to say not that I've never had cavities, but my adult teeth have no cavities.
2: Oh. I don't buy that. Don't buy that. No one in the world has no cavities. <laughs>
0: Someone and who eats partic- nothing but beef jerky might. Ben's a protein buff guy.
2: Yeah, he's a soda guy too, though. He drinks those energy drinks, so I, I mean, that's a lot of sugar. I don't you drink sh- anything with sugar.
0: Yeah, I thought what? all you drink was like the, the sparkling water thing. or something.
2: Yeah,
3: I drink. I drink a lot of buble is my yeah. bubbly is my new thing. But I drink a lot of like. Here's my drink My mio, my mio my yep. mio water. Flavorizer. Which but you used, to, you used
1: to be a bit of a monster fiend too, right? Yes. But, you but I probably- only
3: drank the white monster, which is the sugar. It's My yeah. favorite. Yeah. Mm, I can't stand a okay. taste okay. of flavory okay. drinks or sugary drinks either.
1: Okay. So Flavorins. that was two.
3: <laughs> and third, I am allergic to penicillin.
0: Okay, okay. I got this, guys. I know the allergy things. Tell me what your reaction is when you have this reaction to penicillin.
2: Hopefully you Googled it.
3: <laughs> I had a, a terrible full-body rash.
0: Yeah, like hives? Itchy all over?
3: Not itchy. Just
2: oh. discolored.
0: Okay. okay, hmm. He's probably telling the truth up. you guys.
2: I don't, know. Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's a pretty easy one to lie about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that leaves me. So, uh, my first one is, I was invited to apply for a job at the CIA. They requested that Ooh. I put in an application. Huh.
0: Did they they re- recently? No. Okay. When I was
1: around the <laughs> when time. When he was smart. Yeah, back when I was, it, it was a, a big fish in a small pond situation. No, That's around sad. the time that I was like 18. Okay. They do recruit early. They like to groom yeah. them. Yeah. Yo. Get you before you understand ethics. <laughs> I know because I am a CIA agent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so number two, while golfing, I hit a goose in one. I didn't get a hole in <laughs> one. What is a goose in one. <laughs> a goose in one is with my drive, I hit a goose and killed it. <laughs> you killed it! Oh, yeah, well, like, you know, I mean, there are goose
2: like all every golf course I've been in. There's tons of goose, and down here we actually have goose and alligators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes you gotta just avoid like you skip the hole. There's an alligator.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna mark that one it's as par. Like <laughs> sounds like
2: Happy
0: yeah. Gilmore.
3: Oh, I love that movie.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. Get in your hole, are you too good for your home. So my third one is, I don't know my own blood type. I know what blood oh, types are. I even know, uh, <laughs> I have a, a, a general understanding of the rhesus <laughs> factor, the the positive or negative on the end and like what that's important for. Uh-huh. But I don't know my own blood type.
3: I think I'm B positive, but I also Ooh. could be confusing you that are, with a Simpsons episode.
1: Or you could just be confusing it with your demeanor. Still, B- you still positive. be positive. <laughs>
3: And I think that's how I remember it. I'm like, oh yeah, B positive. That's me. But again, I could yeah. be, there was a Simpsons episode where they were the B sharps. Mm-hmm. And I could just be, you know, mixing that up in my head.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, as somebody I, who has had like IV infusions every six weeks for 10 years and like now I give myself at home injections for some of my medication, you would think that like, I would know my my blood type, but not a clue. I know my mom
2: is type O negative, which is like the, my mom is also
3: i don't know if it's positive or negative though
2: yeah and i know my sister and i have different blood type which caused like she had a third child which got miscarriage because of that Mm -hmm. there's problems you know that rh
0: negative yeah
2: yeah but i Mm -hmm. have no clue what mine is
3: yeah here's Hmm. something that i just learned recently so part of why blood types are important is is for Giving blood to someone else, you have to have either the the universal blood or the same blood type. Mm-hmm. On Doctor Jeff, Rocky Mountain Vet, excellent show by the way. They, <laughs> he was saying that a dog can receive blood from <laughs> any other dog once. That the really? first blood transfusion that any dog ever has, it doesn't matter what the blood type is, and then after the first transfusion, the blood type becomes
2: important.
1: <laughs> Why? That's Why? I have no idea. I have no
2: idea, but it's crazy. That's crazy.
1: Someone needs to grow us to do that. Modify, modify. All right. So that's the choices, right? So look in the show notes. There will be a link for the Google form where you can put in your votes and potentially become a champion of the truth. Get your name on our website and uh, get some free swag. Get some free swag. That's right. I forgot about that. Good job. Cool. All right. Well, anybody have anything particular you want to bring up on the after show tonight?
0: I have nothing to do with my life anymore, so it's pretty boring (laughs) around here. I'm working out more.
1: Yeah. Hey, you can talk about things to do while you're unemployed.
0: There you go. I got a checklist of
1: nothing.
0: (laughs) Actually, yeah, we could talk about a little bit. We got that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So apparently Uh, Carol has something she wants to talk about on the after show. We'll figure out what that is in about five minutes. If you want to figure out what that is with us, you can join up and become a patron. Of the show. Surprise.
2: Yep. Oh, and I have a new item for our my not our but my exotic game party. Ooh. So if you want to hear a really weird another weird thing that I'll be cooking in a, in a couple of weeks,
1: check it out. All right. I pretty well, gizzards. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this episode of Working Code is brought to you by Windows Server 2012. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> uh, stole mine. <laughs> and listeners like you. If you're enjoying the show and you want to make sure that we can keep putting more content like this out into the universe, then you should consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons cover our recording and editing costs, and we've got a goal this year that we want to get enough Patreon money coming in that we can start to afford to have transcriptions done for every episode for our hearing-impaired friends. That would be lovely, and we would really appreciate your support to do so. You can help us out by going to patreon.com workingcodepod. Special thanks, of course, to our top patrons, Monty and Giancarlo. You guys rock! Your homework this week. You know, I was gonna th- do the Discord plug it, that is appropriate, like we did last week, for you know building your network. Networking is is super important to help yourself survive a layoff. But I'm gonna do this one. We haven't done it in a while. Leave us a review. Go to workingcode.dev/slash-review. We know we have a pretty significant international audience, which is awesome, and building up our list of reviews around the world would really help. WorkingCode.dev slash review will take you to the Apple Podcasts review page for your local area. Yeah, geography's hard, sorry. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we would really appreciate it. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. And until then... Two truths and a lie. Your heart matters. Your heart is strunk. (laughs) Your heart is squishy. (laughs) Did you say strunk?
0: You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code.